Hey guys, and welcome to the Book of Five podcast. I am Jen. And I'm Sarah. And today we will be talking about New Moon by Stephanie Myers. The um, second you- book in the Twilight series. Twilight Saga. <laughs> yes. As you can recall, um, last well, last two weeks ago, about two weeks ago, we read Twilight and we really enjoyed it. We have a lot of thoughts about it. I think some, some of them were, you know, good. Some of them were kind of, you know, a little like we were we didn't really know how we felt about it. Uh-huh. Certain things in the book, but you know, they, it it got better. I think in New Moon, but you know, let 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 only a little, only only a little. But um, yeah. So how how are you, Sarah? I'm I'm okay. You know, uh, holding on. It's been rainy here in uh, Ohio. Uh, the last couple of weeks so you know and also hot somehow it became summer uh i feel like it, like a month ago it was snowing and now it's you know 80 degrees but whatever um that's just how ohio works um but you know uh, besides that i'm i'm fine how are how are you i'm good i mean it's been the same for us a lot of rain i actually got caught in the rain today because mm. i neglected to look at the weather and then i realized on my way home from work, um, I literally got into my Uber. And as mm-hmm. soon as I got into my Uber, the rain started pouring. Ugh. So, yep. Needless to say, I was really sad I did not bring an umbrella. <laughs> Should have brought one. But, you know, what can you do at this point right now? Mm, you know? Exactly. At least you made it into the Uber before it started pouring rain. You know. Yeah. You didn't it, make it out of the Uber before it started pouring rain. But you made it into the Uber. Yeah, I feel like if if I think if I would have gotten there a minute later, I would have gotten drenched. So yeah, I guess I guess things work in mysterious ways. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. the universe's birthday present to you. Oh yes, yeah. Because um, this podcast is actually going to be released tomorrow, which is actually my birthday. So yes, it's gonna definitely be an interesting birthday for me. <laughs> All right, so should we get started? I guess so. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think? I, the more I read it, the more I realized I had somehow blocked this whole book from my memory. Like as I was reading it, I remembered it, but I, it was. Uh, it took a long time to get into. I, I didn't actually finish it. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't actually finish it either. <laughs> it's just. It was a slog. And I just, that the first couple chapters where Bella's just being depressed are, ugh. You know what? I'm just going to tell you this up top. So I was like, I'll just read the plot summary on Wikipedia. Um, and I was like looking through the Wikipedia article. And apparently she said, Stephanie Meyer said that she had never experienced heartbreak um, like Bella had, uh, which first of all, whatever (laughs) um but so she imagined what it would feel like to lose a child and that's the space of grief that she wrote from which is Um, bonkers actually bonkers i don't Um, know how i feel about that to be honest yeah uh because like uh, i know and we talked about this because we talked about it in fault in our stars that losing a child is like the greatest grief a hundred percent like there is no grief that is greater than that um 
because that's just like even primally that is it um so like (laughs) comparing my vampire boyfriend broke up with me (laughs) to um my vampire stalker boyfriend broke up with me too. Oh I lost a child. I don't know. It's wild, 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 wild. But. Yeah, I can see what you mean by that. I'm just like, wow! I can't believe she took an inspiration <laughs> from losing a child as a way to depict how Bella felt when Edward left. Yeah, I guess that explains the depth of her grief because I just didn't get it. Maybe I oh, haven't had enough. Way. hadn't had a real haven't had a really bad breakup, but like. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't really had a like a really bad breakup either. But just the way that it's depicted in this book, I just she kind of just like sits around and just lets like seasons and yeah. stuff and you know, lets like time pass her. Yeah, and I I get that a little bit. Like <laughs> as somebody with depression, uh, sitting around is a great way to cope. That's how I cope with a lot of things. It's just ignoring them and sitting still. And I get it, but also, yeah, I uh, wholly as as a whole, her method of dealing with the grief of Edward leaving her in the woods um, was not healthy. Oh yes, there are many more healthy ways to deal with a breakup. You can throw things. You can smash things. You can get angry. Uh, you can talk about it with your friends. You can burn. Um, you can burn your ex's stuff. Yes. Uh, you can choose uh, literally any other options besides sitting alone for months um, and floating through life and um, yes, pretending. And although that is a a coping mechanism, it's not necessarily healthy. And yeah. again, mm-hmm. I have depression and it's real bad and sometimes i do sit around for months at a time and do nothing <laughs> that doesn't make it healthy yeah. no yeah you know the one thing i noticed especially in ya and the one thing i really noticed a lot mm-hmm. was that these like ya books always introduce a love triangle but they they always it always has to be a way to show that the main character is the best choice like yeah when, i would all i've always wanted to write a book and my goal now is to write a book where that second person the love triangle gets the girl yeah I where they like that. meet the first person they're like heck yeah but you got to be careful not to make it like a hallmark movie where they're already in a happy relationship and then they he turns out to be a big douche and then they leave him for the guy who well, doesn't that's a see- cliche that i'm not willing to put up with <laughs> listen my mother basically it, Hallmark is everything to her. Like she has a number of shirts that just say I'd rather be watching Hallmark and they're they're very good. And <laughs> so we'll see. I mean it's just so like Hallmark is something that I've had in my heart forever. So it just yes. But they have a lot of tropes yeah. and a lot of stereotypes and a lot of clichés that they lean upon and that is one of them. Love triangle is a big one. Like yeah, you're right. They're they never they did they always do kind of introduce a second person into the love triangle like they have to fight over the main character. Yeah, and I just don't understand why. I mean, in this case with Twilight, mm-hmm. I kind of understand it because it's like it's like like Jacob is kind of the guy she's supposed to be with. Yeah, like the one that she should pick. Yes, but Edward is the one she wants. The one that is healthy for her mind and body. But no. She has to go and see now 
last time, last episode, I said I would always been team Jacob, and you seemed surprised. But now you get it. No, I totally, I totally get it now because the whole thing is just like I feel like Jacob was shit on the entire time of this book because uh-huh. literally Edward leaves uh-huh. and she's like she kind of gets into like a deep hole. Yeah, but then she says hanging out with Jacob, right? And she starts to feel better. But I feel like in a sense she was kind of using him. Uh-huh. To As, make herself feel better. Yep. It's, Jacob was the rebound guy. It's a real disappointment. Yeah. He deserved better. Oh, no, he like definitely deserved better. Fan fictions. Yeah, he <laughs> definitely deserved better. And I feel like, you know, Bella should have treated him a little bit better. And then mm-hmm. like, when he when he tried to show her how he felt, she mm-hmm. kind of was just like, she was like, you know, I, I, I can't do that. I'm just like, then what are you doing? Leading him on. That's what she's doing. Yeah, and it's like the one thing I hated that she using, did. using him for thrill seeking. Yeah, like this girl literally gives no care for her life. Like she literally jumps off a cliff. You know, I feel like that's just an extension from the last book. She didn't have a care for her life then either. Oh, Elisa also mentioned uh, the one thing I forgot about from the last from from the last podcast mm-hmm. was that Jasper is a, is he's much more in the books than he is in the movies. Yeah, I feel like they just kind of sprinkled him into the movies. Yeah. Oh, look. Hold on. Hold, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For something so we know where to cut the... Yeah. The Excuse me. And my food got here. So we had to stop mid-sentence. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. But, um, yeah, it's part of food. Food is good. Yes. All right. What were we saying? That's a very good question. We're uh, talking about Jasper not being well, in the yeah. movies. Yeah, he definitely, I feel like he was much more, I liked him more in the books than I did in the movies. Yeah, well, because the thing is about the movies, and we kind of talked about it last time, is that they were very much set up to focus on the relationship between Bella and Edward and the relationship between Bella and Jacob and the tension there and they they were set up less to focus to focus less on the rest of the the rest of the world whereas in the book she's writing this world so she wants to you know develop it all together which makes sense and a lot of people came into the movies having already read the books or at least heard of them so i don't know yeah definitely interesting but, like, the one thing that I took away from this new one is just that, like, I feel like, because there's a lot of references to Romeo and Juliet. Yes. In the book. And I just, I don't know how I feel about that, because it kind of, because, like, and you know, and toward the end of the book, she, you know, mm-hmm. he, after he um, thinks that Bella died, right? Right. He like, he literally goes to the military and yes. tries to kill himself, right? Yes. Like, I don't know what kind of message that sends. Well, I feel like what every English teacher, high school English teacher is teaching children is that Romeo and Juliet were stupid. Yes. Um, foolish for doing what they w- did. And, uh, you know, in general, like even Shakespeare, like the point of the story is, wow, these two kids did a stupid thing. Neither of them had to die and yet they're both dead. Um, and I feel like that's, we can kind of take that away too. But you're right. Like, yeah. I 
neither of them had to, you know, Bella didn't have to throw herself off a cliff. Edward didn't have to go and try and off himself by the vampire elite. Like, and yet their love was just so strong. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Yeah. The love is her. Her love for him was so strong that she was hallucinating him, telling her to stop it. Oh my god! When I when I read those, I was like, "I'm like, I was losing it." I honestly thought that like secretly another one of the vampires had a like a mind ventriloquism nope. or like a a message sort of telekinesis. What is it called? There must be a word for like messaging, uh, whatever. Um, telecommunication. Oh no, nope. <laughs> um yeah like i thought that like he was watching her via like some combination of like alice and somebody else and was actually literally telling her but like no she made it pretty clear that it was just bella being crazy yeah yeah like jasper and alice and edward all have powers so there's probably other powers i guess that's kind of what the but then also, I really I like figured out a lot is that this second book, there's yeah. a lot more like Alice is a, like very much in the book, and especially in the second one, mm-hmm. I feel like the relationship between her and Bella like kind of shifted to more of like a, a like a really like a deep friendship. Right, and I mean part of that comes from like they mentioned at the beginning of the book, um that Alice like helped Bella recover, like helped her shower and stuff because she was basically every bone in her body was broken or whatever. After what's his face took her, uh, James, it's been two weeks since I read this book and yet I can't remember the plot of twilight. Um, (laughs) since James like smashed her into pieces. Um, yeah. So they, like they mentioned at the beginning of the book that, uh, Alice helped, um, and became kind of like a staple in the house. So that makes sense that their relationship would have shifted. But yeah, I don't think they explored that very much in the books or in the movies. Yeah, they really didn't. So what what did you, what did you think about their relationship in the way that it shifted in this book from when we read Twilight? I don't know. You don't know? Um, I, I mean, I, I like that it shifted. Um, and I like, like, I, I think that it shows that, and I mean, even the way that they all kind of acted around her at her birthday party at the very beginning kind of shows, because we, we're missing a certain number of months, you know, like a whole summer or whatever. Um, and I think it shows that the characters didn't just like stop living at the end of Twilight and start living again at the at the beginning of the next book, which I think is something that's important to do in series. Like sometimes it feels like you just kind of like, you know, stopped at the last book and started again at this book, and there wasn't anything in between. Um, like the characters didn't grow or change at all. Um, I just read uh, the Gregor the Overlander series. Uh, maybe I'll talk about that on here um, someday. But uh, it it kind of felt like that. Like each book, kind of it, they they talk about time passing, but it doesn't feel like time passed. If that makes any sense. No, makes sense. Okay. So I think it's hard to do in series sometimes, but I feel like the change in the relationship shows that the characters grew between the books as well as during the books. Yeah. 
What did you think? I thought I agree with you in that sense. I feel like, I feel like in, in in kind of like a sense, I feel like they needed to kind of have that time apart. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like if you notice like from the beginning of the book, like they were like, they're obviously they're happy and you know, in love, of course. Mm -hmm. They're still in love, even though when Edward, like after she got hurt, you know, he was scared that, you know, something would happen to her. So that's why he left. I feel right. like they kind of needed that time apart mm -hmm. to see how they're like, how they're, I feel like in a sense, they kind of, I don't know if this is the right way to explain it, but I think in a sense, they kind of lost who they were separately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially Edward, because I feel like, especially like book Edward, he's like more of like, kind of like a charismatic character. Mm-hmm. But like in the movie, obviously he's much more serious. So I feel like, I I feel like when you know, he's constantly scared for her safety, he kind of loses that aspect of his personality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's like he's been living alone for so long, and suddenly he's in love with this very fragile creature, and suddenly his whole world has become keeping her safe and paying attention to her, and in the same way. Bella has been on her own for so long and then suddenly she's in love with this creature who is fierce and wild and scary and she doesn't yeah I don't know yeah their love is instant and deep and it yeah I think you're right I think they lose each other yeah pretty quickly or lose themselves pretty quickly in the togetherness and I think I think that's a good depiction of like you know first falling in love it's just mm -hmm. like you kind of you kind of like put everything aside and you just really get to know each other in that sense when you mm -hmm. are in love. So that mm -hmm. makes sense. But I think at the same time, I think if you think about it as teenagers read this, so I feel right. like kind of gave teenagers a false sense yeah. of love. I feel Maybe like that's where all of my problems stem from is that <laughs> Twilight taught me how to love wrong. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's like it taught you how to love wrong. No, yeah. I just think that in the way that they depict the love and depict how to show someone the love, yeah, maybe not the best way. Yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. I agree. And, yeah, and I feel like <laughs> I I feel like for some reason I feel like I enjoyed Twilight more. Yeah, the first book more because I feel like there was much more like. I feel like there was much more to learn about the characters. But right. I feel like in this book, I feel like the the, the 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 majority of the book was like just like having her have all this time pass her and then right. spend time with Jacob and then Jacob leaves, then she jumps off a cliff. <laughs> I, I just feel like the, the majority of this book is just her moping. And maybe it's because we didn't finish it, but because I know that in this book that Jacob turns into a werewolf and we get a whole bunch of werewolf lore too. But it does feel like at it, Twilight from the beginning, well, not the very beginning, but pretty quickly was about learning about what the Collins were and what vampires were and how the vampires worked and that kind of thing. And then she really front loaded this one with like the grief and the loss and the everything else and, and kind of like back loaded it with yeah. the lore and I think her strong suit is actually the lore, which is weird to say out loud, but um No, I definitely agree with that. I feel like I feel like the one reason why people love Twilight so much 
was because there's so much variation in mm. what you wrote about. So it wasn't just about the relationship. It was right. about learning about vampires. It was about learning about the werewolves. It was learning about the treaty. And it was, was learning just... about, it was like all encompassing this one idea of vampire, right? Right. And it was also a story about her learning to fit in at a new school and um, still dealing with her overprotective mom and learning how to deal with her father who hasn't had another human being in the house for 17 years or whatever. Um, and it, it wasn't just a story about a girl and a boy. And I feel like that's what this one more was about. Like it, it didn't focus on the world as a whole. It focused more on, on Bella and the characters directly around her. Yeah. And I feel like this book, I feel like it, it just, it, I feel like it's centered around too much yeah. at times on her grief. Cause I understand like having a big breakup like that, obviously, you know, it, it hurts and it's really going to like destroy somebody. But at the same time, it's kind of like when you're like a reader and you love to read, I feel like having all of that in so many pages kind of makes you not want to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it kind of, it gets repetitive and you're just like, when is this ever going to end? But Hey, on the bright side, she got over it by the end. So by book three, surely <laughs> we won't have to deal with sad Bella anymore. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be together. A, they're together a, anyway, so of course we're not going to get sad Bella. She's a real downer, let me tell you. Oh, no, she 100% is. She's either, like, she's either reckless or sad. Right. <laughs> For her two emotions. Right. There's nothing in between that. <laughs> she can be happy, but she even when she's happy, she's still reckless. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's exactly. It's either reckless or sad. Those are her two options. Because, yeah, because, like, as we mentioned multiple times on this podcast and our last episode, was that Bella has no regard for her life. No. And I feel like that, that idea alone scares me the most because I feel like <laughs> it's it, it stated a lot in the first and second book that, like, she doesn't care for her life. No. She only cares about his life. Right. And I feel like that's a, da- that's a dangerous idea to put out into the universe. Yeah. Especially when you're in a relationship, because like your life should matter, you right. know. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I feel like that idea of being spun around is just kind of not a good message to be putting out. Yeah, especially in a YA book. I agree. Yeah, for teenagers too, yeah. nonetheless. This was just a hot. It's like Romeo and Juliet for a modern era, except it, it worse, more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, and then all- and also vampires. Yeah, old vampires, yeah. And werewolves, of course. Oh, and werewolves, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I still I still feel bad for Jacob. Poor Jacob. I know. I know. I'm not to spoil anything, but I'm gonna tell you it doesn't get better for J- poor Jacob. <laughs> it only <Yeah>. gets worse. If only he had never met Bella. I know. If only I Bella thought- had never met Edward, no, that would have been a problem. No, to be honest though, I kinda wanna know. What would have happened if she never met him? Met Jacob? No, met Edward. Met Edward? I I mean, she would have just been awkward in school. But and would have actually gone Edward. to prom. Who knows? Who knows? But then she actually like the thing is I feel like a lot of these care a lot of these like authors, they create their characters as like this awkward, ordinary girl who everybody like um it thinks is shy and like, Hash- 
Hashtag not like other girls. Oh my god, I hate that. I'm just like, not every like everybody's different, but there are certain people. Like, I don't want to like read about somebody that relates to me. Like, yeah, yes, like, that's I, not yeah. what I'm looking for when I read a book. When I read a book, I want to escape my reality. I, wanna I agree. Them. Exactly. So, like, I She's like. She's a hapless nerd. She's a hapless nerd, and I want a hero. Dang it. <laughs> I mean, there are books like that. Like, obviously, this series. Okay, but what if one of them? What if Bella was a vampire slayer and she came to Forks not knowing that? Edward oh was my a god! And then found out, and then she had to choose between her love and killing him. I'd read that. Of course, you read that. <laughs> I can actually see you reading that, to be honest. Maybe I'll just write it. <laughs> well, you know what? If you read it, I would love to interview you on this podcast. There you go. <laughs> gives, it gives us a, a reason to keep to keep getting ideas for this podcast. Yeah. So, do we have anything else we want to talk about with this mess of a book? Huh. I don't know. I feel like there wasn't a lot to talk about. You yeah. know. I'm hoping. I think the next one is better. Like yeah. it, from my vague memories from reading it in high school and never again since, um, I think that, that that New Moon was one of the worst of the. Yeah, four. I feel like, I feel like like especially in the movie form, I feel like New Moon New Moon was hyped. Like if we're gonna say hyped or not, I'm just gonna say <laughs> I feel like it was overhyped because uh-huh. it doesn't. I feel like it isn't. I feel like it's not as good as the first book. Mm-hmm. Because usually sequels are never better, right? Unfortunately, yes. And I feel like th- that is true for this book. Unfortunately, yeah, I I agree that there was hype enough. Like Twilight was so good. I bet the second one will be even better. And then we got to it, and we were like, oh, okay, maybe the third one will be better. Because <laughs> if you remember, there there are four books, and then there's also. A book in Edward's perspective from Twilight. Yes. That, um, Stephanie Myers recently released. I'm not reading that one. Yeah, I'm not reading that either because it's it's kind of basically just the entire first book, but in his perspective. So yeah. I don't know how different it would be. <laughs> I'm never gonna find out because I'm not giving her any more of my money. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm like I'm 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 good. Like, like, <laughs> No, to be honest, let me tell you though something though. I've uh-huh. had all the Twilight books. I, you know how much I got all the Twilight books for. I had mm-hmm. physical copies. Which what did you get? How much? Guess how much I paid for them. Mm. For all all four of them. All four, yes. Mm. Twenty dollars. No. Less or more? Yes, less. Oh no! Was it like five? You're close. It was four dollars. Oh my god! You got them for a dollar each. That's yeah, a dollar each. <laughs> so I was able to justify because I already had them in my closet. There you go. And I got them for four dollars, which is a bargain, of course. Absolutely. And I think the the irony is is I actually <laughs> got these books years ago. So I just never been, got around to it. They've been they've been sitting like obviously as a reader you have a TBR list. Yes. My TBR list is very long. My TBR list is next to my TBR pile is next to my bed and is as high as my bed. Um, <laughs> and someday I'll touch it. <laughs> because like honestly, like you go and you get these books. Yes. But then like you kinda like 
I feel like as a reader, you kind of like gravitate toward the books you already know and love. Yeah. And then you reread those. Yes. Wait, are you the type of person to reread the same books over and over again? There are a few. I'm not, the problem is I'm not a huge reader. Like I don't read, a, I've read more for this podcast than I have in probably, you know, a decade. Um, but I, I wasn't a big reader. Um, like I read a lot, but I don't reread as much. I, I would say I, there are a few good books that I have reread, but in general, I do not reread books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that. So. There, it's the same for me. There are a couple that I have reread. And there are certain ones, ones that will not be named, that I have mm-hmm. read a couple of times, which I think you already know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have a good guess. Yeah. I want your guess. The Fifty Shades. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> I, 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 am not, I am not ashamed to admit it's I fine. liked the second and third book. I hated the first book because I hated him in it. So. That's fine. I'll be honest, you know. <laughs> I haven't read those ones either, and I won't be giving her my money either. Oh no, don't definitely don't. Like I don't, the only reason why I gave Stephanie Myers four dollars is because it was four dollars. Yeah. So I was probably I was like, you know what? I told you four dollars, I'm gonna do it. If I had to pay like I didn't think these books like retail for what? Eleven dollars each? Something like that. Yeah, back so, in and that was early two thousands money. Yeah, so now think about it, it's like that's what, like forty that's almost fifty dollars now. Ridiculous. For all four. So I got a pretty good price. If you think about it in hindsight. So I am a thousand percent okay. Yes. Yep. You're good. All right. So let's give our closing thoughts then. Yeah. I think, I mean, we already kind of covered the the whole, is it hyped or not? You said it perfectly. Uh, Yes. And it was not worth it. Um, It was way overhyped for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like there was just, for me, I feel like there is just too much of the sad. Yes, too much sad Bella. Yeah, just it's. I feel like in in the movie, like I actually like after I read the book, I actually rewatched all the movies because I was born mm-hmm. that So like I was watching the New Moon movie after mm-hmm. I read the book, and mm-hmm. the thing is, I noticed is that I feel like the movie did a better way to kind of show it to us rather than having us to read it. Because like reading it and watching it is two different experiences. Like, right. When you read it, it feels like it kind of drags on. Yeah. And, like, I feel like part of that part of that has to be that with the book we get her internal monologue, which you can't get as much of in a movie. Yeah. Not as much sad Bella internal monologue. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's like sometimes can hurt the book i feel like when there's too much inner thoughts yeah i feel like it kind of takes away from the story because there's 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 too much going like like in the first book there was a lot going on right right and in this book unfortunately there wasn't much going on it happened like in the background yes not a lot of action didn't really happen until close to the end yeah and I feel like that's the reason why it kind of was hard for us to finish yes. because there wasn't as much action. Yes. And like, if you think about it, like we're two adults reading this book now. These, these books were intended for teenagers. Yes. And we're not saying we don't love the books. We love the books. Absolutely. We're just, we're just not, you know, down with new moon for now, you know, like, 
I guess but maybe I, we're hoping Eclipse will be better. <laughs> we're hoping Eclipse will be better. I have, I have, um, I really think it will be because there's a lot of story in it and yeah. there's a lot of action. So I feel like it will definitely help us. But I think New Moon just wasn't it. Yep. I agree. All right. I'm glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> it can, it can be awkward if we weren't on the same page. You ready to wrap up? Yes, I am ready to wrap up. So. Okie dokie. Well, okay. So let's see if I can do this all without notes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you can find our you can find us on social media. Our Instagram is bookify underscore podcast. Our Twitter is bookify at bookify pod. Um, you can email us at bookify dot pod. No, bookify pod at gmail dot com. Almost, I almost made it without notes. <laughs> our uh, podcast art is by Kate Kyle. You can find her C A Y E L on Instagram or Twitter. Um, and thank you for our art because it is so gorgeous. <laughs> um, next time we'll be talking about Eclipse. Um, and so watch out for that in two weeks. Is that all? I think so. Did so I a little bit of an announcement here. So we are going to be starting a YouTube channel for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So yep. hopefully it will be up starting tomorrow. Um, we should, it should, the name of the channel should be Bookify with Jen and Sarah, but it may change. I'll let you know on that. (laughs) I will be uploading every episode we've done so far. So that will be including all the previous episodes we've done and this current one that we'll be releasing tomorrow at 9 a.m. Yep. So definitely go out and watch the video. There will be no video, unfortunately. It's just going to be audio, but... You won't get to see our smiling faces yet. (laughs) But we will be starting video in the next podcast. So you should look out for that also. We're we're still getting the hang of things. So things will constantly be changing, scheduling. Obviously, it's all going to change because, you know, we're we're trying to get our, we're we're dipping our feet in the water, just trying to figure out what what is right for the both of us. Right. And obviously, that's going to take some time. So just bear with us and... We will have a concrete schedule and a concrete idea of exactly how everything is going to go. <laughs> Someday. Someday. I mean, it's only, what, only our, what, six episodes? Yeah. I, I don't remember. So we're, we're still pretty Thank new. So, like, I feel like, you know, definitely have time. Also, make sure to leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts and yes. on Spotify. We found, we're finally on Apple Podcasts. Yep. took like forever but we're finally there and then when we actually have it on youtube please leave comments under youtube and on our instagrams and our twitter if you have any suggestions of books that you would like us to read we always appreciate any recommendations because let's be honest we need recommendations to keep this going yep. so definitely give us any ideas as to what you guys would like um, to hear us talk about. Yep. And I think that's pretty much it. Do you have anything else you would like to say? Nope. That's it. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys the next time. Bye. Bye.